You're tuning, You're tuning in. in. TBD. 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 Into TBD. TBD. To be discussed. To be discussed. To be discussed. Welcome back to the podcast to be discussed TBD. This is your host May Wu. This is a podcast where we discuss topics that we don't typically talk about, but we should. And so I have a very special guest here with me today, and we're going to discuss the topic of sexual liberation. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her. Hi, I'm Kelsey. May and I uh, went to college together. I'm from Portland, Oregon area and currently Oh, yep, Skodaks. <laughs> currently living in Houston. Um I do marketing for a living, so that's pretty fun and excited to be on your podcast. Yeah, we've been planning this for a while, so I'm so glad that we were able to. Well, it was more like me getting my situation together <laughs> and figuring out like times and everything like that. So I'm glad we're finally here today and we're going to be talking about sexual liberation and just like dating nuances and all that kind of stuff today and so I want to give a little context on like sexual liberation it's a movement that started in the 60s where uh, women are no longer uh, invested in fitting that stereotype of traditional codes or behaviors so sexual liberation can be having sex not having sex it's all about that choice and uh, so ever since the 60s, that movement has continued to grow. So um, I guess like my first question is like, what are your thoughts on sexual liberation? Yeah, so my thoughts are, I'm like all for it, right, obviously. Mm-hmm. But obvi- I think that like in theory, it sounds a lot better than like in practice it becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like, okay, as a woman, I really enjoy the fact that I can do whatever I want with my body. But then when it comes to like dating and, and adding another person to that equation, it's not as cut and dry as it may sound, right? Like I can't just go out and do what I want and then expect there to be no reaction from another party. And I think that's what makes it a little bit more difficult is like how find this balance from being unapologetically sexually liberated in your own right and then mm-hmm. also trying to find like a partner and have these social interactions that are beneficial as well. Yeah, so would you say like have you ever been in a situation where you uh were like I guess physical, it may not be sex but just like physical and intimate with two people and maybe it was sex like did they not handle it well even people though- it's more like difficult to decipher because you get into a situation where okay if I say no like right here and right now right it's Mm -hmm. probably not going to go well and so then you have to think okay well do I like this person and has dating been going well and it do I want to possibly have like awkward interactions with them moving forward oh so you're like saying in the moment Mm -hmm. you guys have been whatever like dating and attempting to be physical yeah, and I think there just hits a point too when you're dating in any situation, just like the elephant in the room. It's I think uh, it gets more awkward when you are dating and it's like, okay, well, my liberation would prefer for me to wait a while, right? So really decide if this is someone that I like. I don't want to have those extra pressures if I don't like them like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, 
for some people, it looks like, well, I want to do it right up front. But then, like, does that change the course of the relationship as well? I think that it becomes complicated because, like I said, in theory, it's so cool that women can have this autonomy over ourselves and we have the right to say yes and say no and say when. But then it's like in practice, it does get complicated because I don't think enough men in society are well versed in a woman's right to do that. And I think they still come with their own set of ideals and set of pressures and and they don't necessarily align with where women are in our sexual liberation. Uh, I recently had this conversation with someone about being peer pressured uh, to be intimate. And I think that's mm-hmm. something not just when you're younger, but I think as you get older, you learn how to deal with it a little bit more. But we were talking about how like, some guys will literally pressure and bully you almost to get intimate. Um, whether it's like texting you constantly to hang out, hang like, out or every out. time you guys hang out, like he drops like subtle hints and like, and then end up like you end up being intimate with them. And then afterwards, like, wow, that's not really what I want to do. Or you end up going on a date with them. And you're like, I didn't even really want to go on that date. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's just exhausting. Like, especially when you really like someone and that's something they keep bringing up and you sit there and you sort of second guess yourself. Like, am I tripping? No, am I being childish? Like, should I just do it? Mm-hmm. And, or like you think like, okay, well, I like him, but like, if I don't do it, like who will? Because, you know, if you're not talking to the right person and that's what they want, they will get it by any means. So I think it's, it's so complicated. And then it's just like I said, like, yeah, if you want to be like trigger happy, I guess with it, and you want to do that like first date or, or no commitment or whatever, women have to be so strategic about how we do it. It's never just as easy as like, I'm liberated and I can do what I want because yeah, you are. And yeah, you can, but we live in a society of people that just, I don't really think understand that. And then if the other person like really emphasizes on how many partners you have, that's also, I wouldn't want someone to like, after one or two dates or whatever amount of time, like how many people have you had sex with? Who have you been with? How many people have you dated? Like, I, I don't know. I have not been drilled like that before. Um, But I just, I guess I would feel pretty attacked, you know, but I've had like people go like, I do, were you dating other people, you know, like, yeah, and that doesn't feel good. And I feel like then I have to be like, so cautious and mindful, even if I don't, don't want to be like, having sex with other people. It's like, I want that choice. Like, and I don't want you to make me feel like if I were to have sex with someone else, um, before or after us dating that you would scrutinize, scrutinize me. Exactly. And that's what it is too. Like I had this conversation with someone who I like really trust the other day and <clears throat> we were going back and forth and we're like, you know, we've hit like an age. A lot of people have been intimate for at least like eight years, and you know, many mm-hmm. of us for much longer. And it's like, unless you are stuck on one person for three years in like a long-term relationship, you're going to just rack up some bodies. Like that is what it is. We're dating, we're exploring, we're, we're looking for a partner. And it's like, I feel like the more you count and the more people that ask you and the more people that are like watching what you're doing, the less freedom you actually have to find what you're looking for in that sense. And the less freedom you actually have to explore people to their fullness and be sexually liberated because you're 
concerned about who's checking on you and who's watching your pockets. Um, and like, this is making me think about like a, a situation with someone I dated and we were together for like two years, but we had like an off period of like, I want to say like months and I wasn't dating anybody else. And I remember feeling like, oh, I don't want you know, to date someone else because like, first of all, I didn't want to date anybody else. Like I was still very much like, still very much cared about this guy. And I did want us to work things out, but I was just like, it's just not happening for us right now. But like later on when we got back together, like we had an argument and he was like, um, he was like, I don't know who you've been with when we were not together. And really kind of like, uh, like demonizing that mm -hmm. if I were to have sex with somebody else, it's like, you're, you're not like pure. We can't be together. Like, how dare you kind of thing. But like, I was, I literally said back to him, I was like, I never asked you if you've been with anybody else when we were not together because it doesn't matter. But right, it's none of your... Yeah, like we were not together and it was clear we're not together. But... And like they have memes about it too on Twitter, I think. And they cracked me up because I was in a relationship for a long Twitter time. Twitter killed me. Yes. And I was in a relationship for a long time in college. And I'm sure anyone who went to college with me knows exactly what relationship I'm talking about. Um, but my partner was very much with other people very, very much with other people. And I sort of took it in stride as much as I could. Um, and it came to a point at the end of our relationship where I was with somebody else. And the course of that argument was insane. And on Twitter, you see all the time where it's like a guy who's cheated like 50 times and a girl tells him she was with somebody before him and he can't handle it. And that's mm -hmm. exactly the world we live in is men have like this view that they own what they love. And they don't own women at all. And I think it's really exhausting. Also, to like 20 people right now. <laughs> they're just so loud. They're playing hide and go seek of all things. Well, thanks for saying that because I could hear them, but I was like, oh, you know, hopefully you'll kind of. No, I'm, it's so rude. I told them literally what I was doing. So I just had to go let them know. <laughs> You're like, shh. <laughs> um, so that makes me think of like, that was like the whole plot storyline of the best man, right? Um, mm. It's funny you say that because that came up. That came up. Oh, in your conversation and, with your mm -hmm, friends? Yes. They were like, you know, um, and the best man, like, at your wedding day, like, is, is am I going to have to deal with that? And I'm like, what? Like, it's just First of sick. all, you should not wait until the wedding day to think about, you know, to, like. Exactly. To have that conversation. Things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the best man was a little bit different because, yeah, that was his best friend. But it's just, like. Men will do whatever they want. And and when it comes to sexual liberation, it's never even been a question for them. I don't see men shamed for anything they do sexually ever. And then for women, it's like, are you in a relationship? Are you are you a mother? Are you with women? Are you with men? That's another thing too, being like bisexual is like people ask me all the time, like, well, how many, how many men have you been with? How many women have you been with? And I'm like, I'm not about to do this. Like it's and then like men only ask about men too is the other thing so and that's a whole different conversation it's like the erasure of bisexuality but like men are never worried about actual acts of intimacy they're worried about has another man had this thing that i consider to be my own mm, i feel like that's just such a terrible way to look at it you know like mm -hmm. i think now that you know i'm out of college and like dating, I feel like I 
see different like guys have different expectations and I think I mean I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but I think I come off really reserved Mm -hmm. and I am really awkward when it comes with like initial like sex like I'm super awkward and honestly if I don't and if I'm not sexually attracted to you if you touch me I don't like I get kind (laughs) of like you (laughs) yeah no (laughs) I really get like oh no like I literally will just be like oh this guy is like at a point where he's like ready to be intimate with me but I'm like I realize that I don't want you to touch me you know and so I'm Mm -hmm. like this is when I have to like cut it off and also like I feel the pressure to like have to end it because I'm like oh it's at that point and they're gonna be impatient and that's exactly what they are and I think like on the other side of the fence like I'm like not a very reserved person and I'm very comfortable having these conversations with people but I I am so comfortable having these conversations and I am so comfortable like taking autonomy, but like, I'm also like a quick, like absolutely not type person. And Mm -hmm. I have no qualms about shutting you down. And it's like, but then it sucks. Like I I know I have that and I know Mm -hmm. it helps me in situations being able to stand up for myself, but it's Mm -hmm. never a pleasant ending, right? Like no man likes being told no, no man likes Mm -hmm. being told to get out. And it almost always takes that course of action when uh, you are so open about it right and then it's like Mm -hmm. oh if I decide I'm I'm more shy in this sense or I don't want to have this conversation right now all of a sudden it's like well why like oh now you're being childish or now you're being this and it's like I think it can quickly change the course of a relationship even if things are going well if you're not aligned on like the when Mm, things should should happen I think it it almost always ends. Very rarely, I think, do men take the, like, no, not yet and, and keep going. Yeah, and that's hard, too, because, like, you know, after you say it, whether you hurt their feelings or it ends, you, you could feel like, oh, did I do this? But it's like, no, you were just sharing, like, what you want. And it's unfortunate that they don't respect that or that they're not interested because I think at this stage or, like, this generation people are so disposable it's like okay on to the next one who will you know want to want to be intimate with me or want to be in a relationship with me or whatever it is that's exactly what it is and it's exhausting I've like literally emotionally detached myself from men until I'm like madly in love with them at this point because I'm like who's to say like you're not going to replace me if there's something I won't do like even even beyond sexual liberation I think like women being liberated to be like no I don't want to do your laundry or no I don't feel like cooking and and things like that or, or you know I have a job and no I'm not available to you this week being liberated like with our time and our bodies like just even beyond a sexual aspect it's very hard trying to find a partner when you have boundaries because I think so many people have grown accustomed in this day and age to not having boundaries to maintain a relationship. And boundaries are so tricky too, because you'll, I don't know how to explain it, but like sacrifice your boundaries to like make sure your partner is like happy. But then Mm -hmm. like, then it can be a tricky thing because then they can continue to take or push those boundaries. And then you're stuck with like, well, you let that happen or like, oh, you, not like the boundaries are already pushed so how do you push them back exactly now what are your views on like polyamorous relationships because 
I say this all the time that I think a lot of people are in non-consensual mm-hmm. uh, polygamous relationships, like where the guy is like, like he's you know, testing the waters and pushing the boundaries of talking to other women, entertaining other women, being with other women, but their partner is not allowed to do any of that. Yeah. For me, it's always difficult because I'm not the type of person that wants another partner of the same sex when I have it. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. but I, so I watched Netflix Explained and I like fully stand by this episode that I watched of monogamy. Mm-hmm. And they were essentially saying, you know, it's like vegetarianism in the sense that it's not natural. And, um, but you can make a choice. Mm-hmm. And I've one thing they said really resonated with me and it's the idea that like, okay, people will go through five different relationships because they're committed to the instead of committing to their partner. And yeah, that's one thing that I feel really strongly about is like love is very hard to find. And my proposed partner and I right now um, are in a situation where like we've decided that we want to be together, but I don't think that he's ever the type of person that can just be with one person. And I also am not the type of person who's okay with having like a wool over my eyes. So, Mm -hmm. but it's like you, and this doesn't go for everyone, right? Like there's some people you just aren't, are willing to let go of, right? Yeah. And then there's some people you find and you're like, you know what? I'm, I haven't found this anywhere else. I don't want to lose this. And I think when you find somebody like that, committing to that partnership and that relationship before you commit to ideals and things that society has put into our head of what a healthy relationship looks like is essential. And so in that regard, I think that being in a non-monogamous relationship should be case by case based on who you're with and based on what you think will work to make that partnership successful. And so for me, like I'm, I'm not committed to the idea of monogamy so much that I would pass on somebody who struggled with it, but I am committed to the idea so much that a lot of my compromises are centered around that core and there has to be some level of monogamy in a relationship. Um, and polyamorous relationships are one thing, like, it's hard for me to speak on because personally, I don't understand how it would work. I have seen it work. But on my end, I know that, like, emotionally, I would never, ever share my partner and I could never be comfortable doing that. I'm, like, very territorial in that regard with my partner's time and with their love and and with the certain things that you cling to. And I think specifically, if you're in a non-monogamous relationship, those things mean so much more because you are allowing them to share other things. And so I can never share all of my partner with another person. And I know that the men I've been with in the past would never share all of me with another person either. So it's sort of like, that would be like a conversation I would like listen to if someone who is in a successful polyamorous relationship spoke on, but it's like me personally, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know how they do it. Um, in college, I took a whole this course about polyamorous relationships and did like a research study on it. And I was like, this is, you know, I had to like, un- like unpack why a monogamous, monogamous relationship was so important to society and even to myself. And I had to like really think about, am I interested and devoted to a, a monogamous relationship because that's what I want? Or is that something that I was told? And mm-hmm through breaking it down, I was like, well, 
I like Jadena talked about this in the breakfast club, but he's like, it, it literally hurt him to think about like that his partner could be physical with somebody else and sexual. And I'm like, my partner can have girlfriends and be like, in you know, like platonic relationships, but I personally cannot like it would be it would be something that like would hurt me and like I wouldn't be open to that idea like he like that would be cheating because I wouldn't agree with it I'm open to having like if my partner shares with me that like you know that's like something that he wants or that you know he's been thinking about but he also has to know that like I may say like I see where you're coming from but I'm not into that you know <laughs> but like, no <laughs> <laughs> like communication is open but I just don't <laughs> but at the end of the day it's not here yeah and like I mean I guess if it's like it gets to the point where it's like end all be all it's you know maybe it's a different conversation or you know then we would have to separate and I know I don't know like down the line if we get more examples of polyamorous relationships and I get to like understand it more, but I've had this conversation with like a couple of people. They're like, what do you like, what do you think when you're like married for five years and your partner brings that up to you? And I was like, I love that he wants to communicate and share with me. Um, and I hope that he would respect that I'm going to communicate and share if I, you know, am interested or I'm not at the moment or I'm like never going to be. And right now, like very, I'm a very monogamous person. Like I only want to be with one person, Um, but I've never been with someone for 15 years. So I don't know what that's like. And that's the hard part too. Like I was talking with my partner recently about like them being non-monogamous and I'm like, you know, I obviously don't want you to go crazy with it, but like I've known them long enough to know that expecting like strict monogamy is like setting us up for failure. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, okay, well, what about you? You know, like, because I, I, they're like, I personally don't want that from you. And I think it's, it's a little frustrating on my end because that's not a right that I want to exercise. Like I, mm-hmm. I am never attracted to other people in my relationships. Like that's not something I've ever wanted. That's not something I could even fathom doing. I don't, I think I'd honestly be disgusted halfway through. Like mm, you're not doing how my person does it. Yeah. So it's not like beneficial to you or you don't want to exercise this you're kind of just like entertaining the idea because like your part that's what your partner wants mm-hmm. kind of exactly. thing exactly and it's like I don't mind like it's a, in a weird way I don't mind my partner doing that like there it would discuss there are certain circumstances where it would disgust me mm-hmm. and there are circumstances where I can tolerate it and so I would build up a relationship around tolerance and, and what I can deal with but like every circumstance of picturing my partner with somebody else is not gross to me. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but then picturing myself with somebody else is gross to them. And I'm also not a fan of it either. And so it's like, that actually seems like it works and your boundaries are different from his boundaries and your hard lines are different from his hard lines. mm -hmm. Like communication is that like key factor in the figuring out like there's Um, this, this uh, like sex therapist and her name is Shan Booty or Boudram. And I don't know if you've heard of her, but she talks about how she's in a monogamish relationship with her husband. And mm-hmm. um, they talk about how, like, she sometimes will um, kind of, like, entertain or flirt with other people. It may not even be, like, sexual flirting, but it's just, like, kind of talking to other men, but not in a very platonic way. Mm-hmm. And, like, her husband, under- like, not understands that, but that's not a hard line for him. But if she does get physical, I think that's when it's like, okay, this no is way. too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
and he'll share like um, if a girl is finding him attractive or maybe they do like some kind of role play when they go into like a bar and they get like hit on or something like that. They'll, you know, like that's their monogamish relationship. That's also like very interesting that there's this, that there's like not this like going from literally monogamy to full on having like five different, five different people in the sexual relationship with everybody. Exactly. What are your thoughts on, you know, inviting another sexual partner, like threesomes into a relationship? Like Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? I'm a big fan of those. Um, <laughs> I, I, yes, I, yes. I think that you have to trust your partner a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, there's like a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And I have been involved in both. I have seen, and I've been the third party in a man who I knew was very clearly ruining his relationship at that specific moment in time. Oh no, yeah. Uh, and I've seen that more than not. But yeah. I, I really trust myself and I really trust my partner um, to know the right way to do it. And I have been also the third party in a sense where I'm watching this go down and I'm like, this is the most respectful threesome I've ever had. Like this man really loves his girlfriend. And I think that's exactly how it needs to be done. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan. I think they're exciting. I think they're fun. It's really cool to have adventures with your partner in all senses. I think that going, going on trips, is fun. I think going out is fun. I think having these experiences in the bedroom is fun. I think new new territory with your person has the potential to strengthen your relationship. Um, but that is one circumstance where although I, I do love them in theory, you have to be very strategic and you have to be very careful in how you do it because it can go wrong so easily. So would you say that you feel like um, you enjoy them more as like you and your partner having another person or you as like the third party or really you kind of feel like both are pretty great? I now that I'm like in a partnership, I would not be the third party, Um, but it was fun when I was. I think that it's very different being on different sides of the fence. But I'm also very dominant um, in that realm. And Mm -hmm. so I, being in a position of power in that circumstance when I'm with my partner, I think is key. I'm running this, you know what I mean? Um, Because then I I don't feel that loss of control, like, oh, well, what if my partner likes her better? I never have that feeling. Um, So I wouldn't say I prefer one to the other, but they are very different. Yeah, and it sounds really empowering if you were able to, uh, you know, like feel like, you know, feel empowered and have that say. Exactly, exactly. And like to in, in, like encounter that person as a partnership, like, hey, we as a couple would like you as a third party and like this is your role, right? Like, and, and together, like me and my partner are taking this on. It's, it's fun. So how do you initiate that conversation? Girl, it's hard. <laughs> it sounds easy, but it's hard. It's really hard. You have to like, the best ones are spur of the moment, but you really have to be in a group setting with people who are open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often like at the end of a drunk night. I think people who like go into those sober, like midday, I really don't know how they facilitated that interaction because midday. <laughs> it's, I, I know people that are like, today we're doing this. And I'm like, okay, how? Like, 
person's just gonna pop up like I it the segue is difficult and it I literally couldn't tell you like how it's one of those things that like every single all the planets have to be in alignment and like, and, like you have to be blessed in that particular moment for things to fall into place it's not an easy thing to do not for me anyways I'm sure like you know, future and his bitches, like Gucci, oh. Keisha don't really struggle with that because they can just like pick anybody out. But like, you know, for people that are like kind of regular, like it's kind of hard. It's harder. It's harder to get. You can't just be like, hey, you, like, hey, you. I've tried. I've tried being like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. And women are like, what? And I always say this to like, your partner is the hardest sell. Like, women are down. And, and I'll be like, hey, what's up with you? Like, and they'll be like, cool. And I'm like, also a guy. And then they're like, eh, let me see him. <laughs> let me see the guy. <laughs> let, me, mm-hmm. let me talk to him. Because we go back to this, like, sexual liberation thing, right? And, like, two women is never frowned upon. But the moment, like, some some a man inserts himself into a woman, everyone is like, oh, body count. It's going up. Like, oh, dear. And so... <sighs> Women are really scared of that, I think, to add another man or have another man out there who can say they've had them. So adding him to the mix is always the hardest part. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like, that's... So, like, how would you decide, like, oh, like, is it usually just always with other women? Yeah, I'm not comfortable with the two-man thing. And I'm going to be honest, like, it's definitely a societal thing but like the train like it's been ingrained in my mind since like before I started having sex why do we have to call it a train it's 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 been ingrained I cannot separate that stigma from that experience personally Mm. and so I just can't I can't get into it like there's no pleasure there for me it's like it's and then it's almost scary too I've been in like a lot of situations where I felt like my safety was compromised in the past and so I've never really felt comfortable in in a room with two men in that position yeah it sounds like you would have to be very like you would have to trust them because Mm -hmm. I think in that situation that's like you know a lot of people like you have two people who are probably going to be stronger than you Mm -hmm. exactly and then while you're in a very vulnerable state (laughs) and then to find and I mean this like but to find men who won't brag about that is good luck. Like, really, really mm. good luck. Um, you have to probably be in a circle of people that are very open to that idea. And I don't think that many circles are open to that idea. I think many circles want to try it. Mm-hmm. And many circles probably do try it. But to find two men that will respect you fully before and after the experience, I don't I have never met somebody who's been that mature. And so Mm -hmm. like, for me, it's just like, I've never been like, Oh yeah, like, let's try it. I think I'd have to go to therapy to open my mind a little bit more to that. If I ever wanted to really try it. Agree. Like you and your partner and another guy agree to like partake in a like threesome, like, wouldn't they like, I kind of feel like there's this whole, like, Oh, that's, that makes me not straight or that questions my, my heterosexual, like, um, sexuality. So they wouldn't, but maybe that doesn't. If I don't think men think about it like that, just from my experience, I know a lot of men who have done that to women. I think men dehumanize women in that position. And Mm. I think that 
no partner is willing to have another man look at his girlfriend like that or his partner like that. Um, I've never really had guys be like, yeah, we did this and I was totally feeling gay. It's like, we do this and it's not intimate, first of all. Like they walk into the room and they probably don't touch or they laugh about it, but like the men are never intimate, right? Mm-hmm. And then they dehumanize the woman they're intimate with and then post-experience, <clears throat> she's branded and she's labeled and i think that like often when we talk about sexual liberation we try to remove society's stigmas because they are constructs and they aren't valid but we do live in society and so as much as it may be constructed there if there's a stigma and you decide to do something that has a stigma attached we probably in our lifetimes won't live long enough to see the stigma removed. You know, mm-hmm. you're probably taking a, a step in a bigger direction, like long term, but short term, doing something like that often has a stigma attached. And it's something that I think, like, when we're discussing sexual liberation, isn't something that should be taken lightly because those stigmas, like, ruin people's reputations. Like, Monica Lewinsky will never not be Monica Lewinsky. You know? Yeah, right. And it, there's just... Those well, until I guess no one knows who she is anymore. Because, you know, like the next generation, like you said, will be like, who's that? You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and the next generation will probably be like, if you were to tell them who she was, they'd be like, that's disgusting. You know, why did she get branded that way? Like, mm-hmm. she should have never been branded that way. But our generation doesn't see that in that sense. Yeah. And I even noticed like a mix of people's feelings about, you know, sexual liberation when it comes to like a guy, like they, I really have to be like very communicative about like, you know, have you ever thought about it? Like, why is that, you know, like really share like the standpoint of like, you know, because they have like these ideals or like thoughts that women work this way. Like, oh, if women have sex, they get too attached. It's like, that's not all women. But yes, mm-hmm. some people do get attached, but also some men do get attached as well. So I think that like we need to stop this like theory or thought that like women are one way and men are another way because like at the end of the day we're both humans and like just because like someone looks like a woman, they can have very masculine also like behaviors or tendencies, like mix of masculine and feminine. And then if you see a guy, you don't like this guy may not be like all masculine but he may have some feminine and like feminine um like vibes and that maybe he's a little bit more sensitive and attached um Mm -hmm. so like we're all a little bit mixed so I think it's like we can't just go oh that's a like that's a woman she's going to be attached that's a man you're going to have to he may not be so attached exactly I think men too like are so much more sensitive than they let on right but Mm-hmm. they're not taught how to express their emotions or they're they're taught to detach when um, they get upset. And I think the more you allow men to like explore that part of themselves, the more we see like, oh, you and I are the exact same. Like having the conversations and talking about your boundaries and what you're interested in. And those things are so important because even like sex is really tricky. I was thinking the other day, Um, about heterosexual porn and like um, how the whole experience of the the video is from a man getting aroused to him finishing but like Mm -hmm. what about the women you know 
and you can only assume that she's having a good time, but it's like, what about her arousal and her finishing? Mm -hmm. That kind of speaks to like how the men is the, you know, really, it's all about the man in sex um, in popular society. And it's like, maybe like you really have to like teach people or like teach a guy that it's like, or that you would hope that your partner is very respectful and wants you to be satisfied as well. Because, you know, in all porn, I, I mean, not all porn, but like in most heterosexual porn, that's the case. And like most, I, I think men are maturing in that sense. I, and maybe it's just our age group now that I'm like finally meeting men that are worried about that. But like, mm-hmm. now they're like, okay, well, how is that for you? Or, or am I, are you getting what you need out of it? I'm like, okay, cool. Like, finally, I think people are starting to understand that like, Sex is not something that's done to women. It's something that's done with women or with a partner, you know. But a woman doesn't enter the equation and become a victim of sex, right? She's a willing participant and she deserves to enjoy it as well. Um, Have you ever dated someone or known someone that wasn't really sexual? No. (laughs) (laughs) I could not be in a partnership like that. I'm like... I'm actually like very hypersexual, especially like in my partnerships um, and how people talk about love language. That's like very much written into my love language. And I think mm-hmm. that if that element was removed, I wouldn't be getting the affection that I need um, or the attention. Personally, no. <laughs> I have people who like, like I'll go through bouts of celibacy where I'm like not doing it for like six months and it's it is what it is and it's cool and it's chill and I just don't, but I'm never in a partnership at that point. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never met someone who's like, yeah, we're together and we just don't. I'm sure that relationships work in that sense, but like a relationship with me would not work in that sense. Yeah. Cause it sounds like you already did your, um, like you realized that that's like really important to you. And like you said, it's part of your love language. Mm-hmm. exactly and so it's like and like like it's always hard for me to say end all be all because I know humans are so different and we're wired so differently and not just wired differently but like we have different factors that make us who we are so like I can't say like oh that is a loveless relationship but that's not something I have any understanding about and so when people tell me they do that I'm like okay I take your word for it because me personally I don't get that and if I was in a situation like that, I would think it was loveless. Have that. I so, can't have someone that's just doing it for me. I need someone who's going to initiate it as often as I am, right? And be mm-hmm. responsive as often as I am. I can't have somebody who's just like, well, I love you, so go ahead, let's do it eight times a day. I'm like, no, no, no. I need someone who, who wants to as often as I want to. I'm curious about, like, what are your thoughts about age, like age differences? Uh, it's hard. I don't have strong opinions about what works for other people. Obviously, if someone my age were dating someone who's 18, I would be off put just because what do y'all have in common? Yeah. But we are also like 25, 26. And so like making a 10 year leap upwards isn't as frowned upon. Um, I know a lot of people that prefer older men. I don't. I think they're patronizing. Um, I have a really strong dominant personality and I don't like the power dynamic with somebody that's so much older than me. I don't like the way they talk down to me. I don't like them thinking like, oh baby, let me take care of you. It's just, I don't appreciate it. Um, 
I like dating people sort of my age and, and sort of where I am in life and experiencing all of these things that come down the road together mm-hmm. as opposed to dating somebody who's been there who can sort of talk me through it. I'm not interested in that dynamic. And, but I know a lot of people that are. I just am not. And like I've tried to date younger too and like, no, mm-mm. nope. It, they're, they're just really childish and like juvenile in a lot of regards. And like, I've had like younger men that I could hold really great conversations with, but then like their mannerisms are a little bit immature or their priorities are a little bit immature. So it's just, I'm never aligned with somebody who's not within like two years of me. And usually it's two years up. If they don't see me as their equal, I think that's an issue because it's like, I, I don't want you to like say like, oh, you're not gonna, like the thing that I can't tolerate is like, oh, you're gonna, understand that when you get older oh my gosh yes (laughs) like like first of all no yeah first of all no that's not like even if I didn't go through that in life yet I don't want you to say that to me because it's like patronizing like you said like no I'm not a child you know I'm a I'm like an adult that have has not experienced maybe that experience yet (laughs) right and it's like I also want to experience that with with my brain not your brain you know I know that we've been talking a lot about like being intimate um but I think there's like also that mental attraction is so important okay I've I've reached a part in my life where that is the sole underlying aspect of all of my physical interactions is this mental attraction and I've been through the casual thing and it was cool when it was cool but I'm I'm not at that phase in my life anymore and I'm not getting anything from the directions anymore that aren't underlined with this really strong mental connection. And so for me, that's what I seek. And that's why I have quite some time, honestly, because I have yet to find it. Um, But that's, that is like right now my hard lot is like, I guess to wrap this up, I would say like kind of, share your thoughts on like how you like keep yourself grounded when maybe you don't feel so sexually liberated and I don't know that's a hard question I right now haven't had to like defend myself lately Mm -hmm. um I think that finding a safe space is is the key surrounding yourself with people who are aligned in your thought process and people who will validate your feelings and validate um your actions I think is really important I am. And, um, and I actually have no qualms about removing people who will. I don't, I have discovered through trial and error that I like to be surrounded by people who understand me or who will try to understand me. And mm-hmm. I have no problem releasing people of a friendship or of a relationship if they're committed to misunderstanding me or committed to ideals that are constantly not aligned with the way that I think. And I think it's kept me very sane and very sober-minded throughout mm. because I am I have that pride in my views and I have that confidence in my views enough to say, okay, you know, you may not be a bad person, but I can't have this devil's advocate constantly in my ear about things that are such sensitive topics. So, like, I guess, how do you... Um, remove these people from your life because I think that's a issue that um you know it's something that I've learned to do and I think that other there's people who struggle with that and I still that as well so what do you suggest in 
kind of making sure that you keep your space positive and how do you exit these people from your life? I feel like that's really challenging. I do it in a really positive way. I think I'm like, hey, you're great. You're awesome. You know, compliment every great thing about them. And I say, I think that we need to love each other from a distance because we butt heads or we don't agree here. And this is an important thing to me. And sometimes they don't take it well. And Mm -hmm. when they don't take it well, I'm like, okay, well, more power to me then for getting rid of you. Um, and sometimes they do. And they're like, you know what? You're right. We, we do love each other. We do care about each other. And we do see, want each other to be successful, but we don't agree here constantly. And I think for them, it's just as beneficial as it is for me because no, like in the same breath, that I don't like being misunderstood. They don't either. No one wants to defend themselves all the time. Um, so amazing conversation. I loved that we were finally able to connect. So thank you so much. For thank you, May. All right. I'm going to let you start your day because it's probably already like past noon, like 1230 yes. right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk to you later. Bye.